Professor Michael McCann dives into a lawsuit centered around the MLB All-Star Game venue change. This is The Legal Impact, the weekly podcast presented by the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law. Now accepting applications for JD, graduate programs, and online professional certificates. Learn more and apply at law.unh.edu. Opinions discussed are solely the opinion of the faculty or host. Do not constitute legal advice or necessarily represent the official views of the University of New Hampshire. So, Mike, who exactly is suing Major League Baseball in this case? Sure, AJ. So it's the Job Creators Network, which is a nonprofit entity in Washington, D.C. It's backed by... Home Depot co-founder, Bernie Marcus. And it argues that its membership has been adversely impacted by Major League Baseball's decision to relocate the All-Star game out of Atlanta to Colorado. So it's a, it's a nonprofit entity. So what exactly are they saying they are losing by this happening? They argue that they lose some money because of advertising they spent in response to what baseball did, but their larger claim, which is for over a billion dollars, is for the businesses and employees that they purport to represent. It's not clear if they're actual members of this organization or what the relationship is with it, but their argument is that a lot of businesses in Atlanta and employees will be hurt because the All-Star game is being relocated. They go so far as to claim that constitutional rights are being violated by relocation of the game, as well as contractual rights. Whether or not they have standing to make this set of claims on behalf of others is certainly a point of debate. Yeah, I mean, there's civil right and free market implications on both sides of this case. One for corporate speech, being able to put their money where their mouth is. The other is concern over an outsized impact of large corporations having on state law. Uh, It's not really your specialty, but can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, so baseball can argue that it can do what it wants. It's a private business. it, It is an association of privately owned teams that join hands through a league. If they wish to move a privately held game that they're hosting, they can do so, that it's not a public matter. The plaintiffs argue, well, baseball should be considered a state actor in the sense that some ballparks have received financial, public financial assistance and that there's in, road infrastructure around ballparks. That, that's gonna be a hard argument to make because at the end of the day, these teams are private, baseball itself is private by private i mean it's not the government and the employees are private and in the case of players they're part of a union that negotiates with the league so the argument that they're somehow acting as a state actor certainly has an impact now some of the claims could get around that to argue that even if it's private it could as you alluded to the organization could be interfering with constitutional rights by pressuring this, this change and that by denigrating those who support Georgia's new voting law, it, it just strikes me as a little bit tenuous to, to, to put it charitably. Yeah, it's nationalization of state issues, <laughs> just, yeah. just totally 2021. <laughs> right. And, and baseball, I think, incredibly say that you know, whatever one thinks about the Georgia voting law or relocating a game at the end of the day, this is an or baseball runs itself. And do we want to put restraints on how they make decisions, including with their sponsors? I think it's a fair question. It's interesting. 
that this is a, a conservative nonprofit, but the argument it's making isn't really conservative. It, it's actually the idea that this private enterprise can't do what it wants. It's, it's an interesting uh, turn of events. Yeah, it's a bit it's as a politics junkie, it's hilarious trying to figure out the line between the conservative versus libertarian side on how how it lies for this organization getting involved in it and how even how MLB is responding to it. It's it's really an interesting uh, ethical discussion <laughs> to, yeah. for sure. I I mean the what the what they're trying to get in this lawsuit is just it's an, an insanely large amount of funding. I mean, is it basically just to pressure them into moving it back more than anything else? Yeah. So as you noted, it is a ton of money. It's over a billion dollars in punitive damages, plus about a hundred million in compensatory damages. In addition, there is a claim for an injunction that would order baseball to relocate the game back to Atlanta. I just don't think that that's in any way plausible to tell a private entity it needs to make a decision. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's baseball's decision. And also if baseball has breached contracts as a result of this, if there are businesses in Atlanta that are gonna lose money and that have a contractual relationship with baseball, they can certainly sue, but they're not the plaintiffs here. And that's, that's another hurdle. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it seems like it would get thrown out pretty quick when it gets to court. Would you have any predictions on it? Yeah, I think it's it has an upward upward hill to climb, no question about it. I don't know if it'll be dismissed instantly, but baseball is going to certainly seek a dismissal to say that the plaintiff here doesn't have standing and the remedy that there that, that there's no cognizable legal claim, that this is not this is this is the discretion of baseball, and that to the extent that contracts are being violated, this particular plaintiff isn't the party to bring that. And certainly the billion dollar demand strikes me as not plausibly connected to what they've argued. But, hey, you know, this is what litigation is about. And, and all it takes is to have a judge to look at it differently. And the outcome could be different. Are there any timelines on how when the next step will be for this? The next step will be baseball answering the complaint, which will probably be the next few weeks or so. And then they'll file a motion to dismiss. And then a judge will, will request briefs on it. But I, I don't. This, I don't think the remedy of the game of baseball moving the game back to Atlanta is really a plausible outcome based on what we know. Has an alternative venue already been selected for this game? Yeah, in Colorado. So they moved it out there. And here, the nonprofit says, well, you're moving it from a predominantly African-American community to a community that's mostly or that has very comparatively fewer African-Americans. That may be true, but that's not necessarily a legal claim. I mean, this is one of these, that, that's a demographic point, and maybe baseball could be criticized for that on a, on a matter of public policy or social concern, but that's also doesn't necessarily create a legal claim. And I think that's the struggle with this complaint is that it makes a lot of social political points, but they're not necessarily tied I mean, there's an attempt to tie them to areas of the law, but it, it takes some creativity to get there. Now, you see a lot with Hollywood moving venues, especially the last decade or so, based off local politics. It seems like this is like the most extreme example of a sports league doing something like this. Yeah, the NBA has has moved or has cannot held game because there was the bathroom law that came up with the NBA. But it, it is 
rare and maybe we'll see more of it. It's a way of leagues leveraging their sway. Now, some would say leagues shouldn't be so political that they should not enter that space that they agreed to have the game in Atlanta and the game should be there, that the people that are being hurt are really our business owners and employees, bartenders, hotels, uh, many might be minority owned. Th that's a fair critique of what baseball is doing. I, I, but, but again, I, I wouldn't say that's a legal concern. That's more of a, of a policy one. I mean, this might be a bit of a stretch, but I mean, does Citizens United ultimately play any impact if this does hit the courts? I mean, I, I guess it could, but, but I would say the, 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 com the specific complaint doesn't have those types of claims, so it would likely stay far afield from it. And I just don't see this case advancing to really become sort of meaningful precedent, at least based on what we know so far. Thanks for listening to Legal Impact, presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. Tell us a word about the show. Please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.